Podcast One production. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Adam McDougall is a health and fitness economist, an expert in health and performance, and after 20 years as an elite athlete in one of the world's toughest sports, NRL, Adam expanded into academic studies with connections to the world's smartest people in the fields of health and fitness. And as a result, he has helped transform the health and lives of hundreds of thousands of people. My name is Alex. I am Adam's producer. And here on The Health Hacker, in each episode, we make health easy as Adam reveals the latest secrets, shortcuts, and tips on achieving the ultimate health and happiness and performance. And Adam, I know that you love reading our reviews. We spoke about it last week, how we are excited to have people interact with us and grow our tribe. We've got a good one here. Adam, you want to hear this week's review? I certainly do, mate. Uh, This is from Kelsey. She goes, I love the Health Hacker pod. Does my 10-hour window open when I have a protein shake in the AM or when I have my first meal? Thanks. (laughs) Great question. Good question. Protein shake is technically a meal. So technically your 10-hour window starts as soon as you ingest any type of food. Um, Dr. Longo, who's an expert on fasting, actually believes even if you have a coffee, that is when your window of eating starts because your body's obviously producing enzymes to deal with breaking down any type of food or liquid. So sorry to say it, but um, as soon as you put anything in your mouth other than water, that's when your 10-hour window opens. Thank you so much for your <laughs> message, Kelsey. Uh, Adam Adougal will send you out a uh, health pack with all some goodies in there for you to have. And thank you so much for getting in touch. Rate the podcast and send us any questions you want to know. Adam is here to talk to you. We want to grow our tribe as much as possible. I ask you questions all the time, Adam, like <laughs> how do I avoid the hangover in the Christmas period? And we end up doing a podcast on it. You know what I was thinking about from last episode yep. is that it stuck with me, again, so much of my life. I think about you every day from when <laughs> I do my hot and cold showers in the morning to doing calisthenics like I did this morning is the asparagus thing of, that's why I've learned now my wee smells is because asparagus is great at removing toxins and that's why it's good for your hungover meal. Have you got any mates been ringing you about that <laughs> this hangover burger? Because everyone's was pumped about last episode. Yeah, it was so funny. I went to the races on the weekend and uh, was speaking to a few of my mates about some of these hacks when we were researching this episode about the hangover cures. And uh, one of my mates actually used my hacks for evil. And I was a bit a bit uh, disappointed, actually. But uh, I walked into he's the race. He's hacked the hacker, He's hacked the hacker. He's got, <laughs> I've gone in and he, all of a sudden he's drinking champagne of all things. I thought that's something my wife and her girlfriends did. And I pulled him up and said, mate, what are you doing? He said, mate, I'm trying to get drunk fast. I heard that you said that the key to getting drunk fast is by drinking champagne. So he's a tight ass. So he found a way of getting drunk much faster. And then later on in the evening, he did everything I told him not to do. He smoked. He then um, obviously mixed his uh, hard alcohol uh, with soda water and bubbly type drinks uh, to increase the effectiveness of the alcohol to his system. And uh, yeah, he was uh, pretty legless, but I didn't speak to him the next day. So um, hopefully he's going to listen to the podcast in full and learn how to hack the hangover. It's funny how your mate has grabbed these hacks and used them for evil. And (laughs) that's probably why I didn't speak to him because we don't condone that kind of behaviour. But weirdly, I can take a positive out of this, which is... He knew what not to do and he still did it anyway because he's a Muppet. (laughs) But he knew because of your show. And that's the thing. Now if I'm out and about and I'm with a mate having a beer, I think – oh, maybe I won't have this because I'll feel worse tomorrow. Or if I get up tomorrow morning and I want to get rid of the toxins, I'm going to have asparagus and a contrast shower. All these little things are now just peppered throughout my thoughts throughout the day. And that's the exciting thing about this show and being a health hacker. We're all health hackers. We all have 
different bodies. We all have different uh, responses to different foods and exercise and whatnot. The best way to get out there and find ultimate health and success for yourself is trying things yourself, applying things. And the great thing is there's so much information out there now and there's so many great things that you can do to improve your health. It doesn't need to be hard. That's the key, Alex. Doing little things on a daily basis add up to massive results and that's what health hacking is all about. And Christmas Day is a time where people really let themselves go. However, you've got a great saying you're going to touch on soon about Christmas Day being just one day. (laughs) And this is what this whole episode is about. We are going to hack Christmas Day, a period of time where things can get pretty loose around the waistline. So these are the hacks that are coming up for you. Rip into the feast Tame the Buffet Monster. We're going to teach you what jingle jogs are, skinny glasses, and keep it tight. They're a bit cryptic, but <laughs> trust me, these are going to be some fun hacks. By the end of the episode, you'll be reciting them back with me going, I know what that means and I'm really excited about it. Christmas Day, Adam, it's fast approaching. And look, even if it's not Christmas Day, you can use these hacks for work events, maybe your birthday or, you know, just throughout the year, there's always some sort of celebration. Australia Day, if you're overseas in America and you've got holidays, you've got Thanksgiving, you know, there's always some event on. How do you hack these days? Otherwise, you're going to blow out. Well, it seems like we're always in celebration these days or in the festive season. And the average person during this period in Australia stacking on three kilos of weight. And the scary thing is as we age, that weight doesn't seem to get shifted off us. So imagine every silly season we're stacking on three kilos on average, you end up being pretty big by the end of uh, all the celebrations. So something to be very conscious of is the fact that this is a period of danger for a lot of people. Um, the other scary stat for people out there who are already overweight, they'll stack on five times more weight than somebody that's skinny. Five. Five times. So hence why the average weight gain is three kilos, but mm. a skinny person will probably put on hardly anything, whereas a larger person is going to put on up to five times more than that skinnier person. So if you are already overweight, it's even a more dangerous period of time for you. And you can see why when you simply look at the science and the stats and the data around Christmas period, um, you know, on average, when we sit down for a Christmas feast, we consume 7,000 calories on average. So what, hang on, before you move ahead, to <laughs> put it into perspective, what am I, 83 kilos, 32-year-old male, supposed to be eating per day? You know, so a male of your size would roughly be eating 2,500 calories. Okay, so, so it's a little bit less than... Yeah, 2,800 <laughs> calories, roughly. 7, so, so, you know, a lot of, so a lot three of times people, as much, three right? to four times, on average, will eat three to four times more than what they're required on this particular day. Now... What about, you know, what about the booze, though, on top of that well, as well? Well, the booze is the other big one. You know, during this period of time, we consume three times the amount of alcohol than we normally do. So that's the scary thing. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why we consume it, which is so funny to me, is to deal with our bloody families. It's a really interesting time of the year. And when you look at some of the stats about the amount of consumption of alcohol and food, when you try to work out, well, I exercise, I can burn it off. No, you can't. Mm. That Christmas feast of 7,000 calories, you'll have to walk for nearly 23 hours, Alex, to burn that off. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you want to start in Timbuktu and then arrive at your parents' house for dinner, walking there, you probably can't eat whatever you like. So these hacks are perfect for you because this is a day where something is of abundance, food, friends, booze, family. We're going to hack Christmas Day with hack number one, ripping into the feast, Adam. Now this weirdly kind of contradicts <laughs> everything we just said. Well, it does, but once again, we're all about the science and this is what this show's all about and we want you to apply this yourself. But it makes common sense. I want you to rip in. I'm not the Grinch. And that's what Christmas Day should be about, celebrating. And research backs this up where they've shown that people who eat treat foods and felt guilty about it weighed more than people that didn't. Okay, so if I had a dessert and then I go, oh, I shouldn't have had the cake, and then I feel fatter, really. You feel fatter and you'll also then 
overeat on a more regular basis. Oh. You'll then go to these treats more regularly because your mental health is obviously affected by the feelings and the hormones that are released through the feelings of guilt and also the release of other hormones such as cortisol. Mm. So we know that stress, the feeling of beating yourself up, making yourself feel bad, and guilt creates that feeling of stress, which releases hormones, which add on fat to our bodies and particularly around our guts. So we know that cortisol, which is a hormone that is important in small doses, but in large doses where you're continually stressing, actually plays havoc with your waistline. So whatever you do, I want you to rip in this Christmas and enjoy yourself. And the research is there to back it up. You must celebrate and enjoy it while you're doing it. So this is the thing. If you actually are enjoying it, your body will go, it's fine. You're having a treat, which kind of backs up everything you're saying is 80% of the time in your life, do it the right way. So when you want to have that 20% blowout, you can really, really enjoy it. And that's what it is. Have the blowout, but don't turn Christmas Day into Christmas month. And that is the key. That's where people stuff up in life. I always say to people who are about to start their journey on, on the health path that, you know, when you get a flat tire in your car, you pull over the side of the road and you change that one tire. You don't then go instead, slash the other three tires. You go, oh, <laughs> stuff it. I've got four flat tires now. That's such a and crazy metaphor, but I like it. people do, mate. They dead set do this all the time. They have one bad meal or a few beers and they go, ah, oh, stuff it. I'm just going to have a bad week now. You know, it's all too hard. And yeah. that's the biggest mistake. As I said, it's about consistency. Doing the right thing 80% of the time. We're human. We are going to fail. The wheels are going to fall off. But whatever you do, get back up and go again. Hack number one, enjoy it. Feast well, but only once. Christmas is a day and not a month. And you notice that rhymed, and I feel like I'm doing a Christmas nursery rhyme for someone on the fourth day of Christmas. Um, it's awesome. You're so right. It's a day, not a month. It's a day and not a month. And when you look at other countries, how they celebrate throughout the world, it's so funny to see how they do it, you know, and they've probably got a better grasp on how they should celebrate. My favourite custom in the world is is Japan. How do you reckon they celebrate Christmas? I've got no idea. Do they, is it like a big parade or something? <laughs> well, would you believe the Christmas celebration in Japan is ripping into KFC chicken? That's right. They go buy themselves a big monster <laughs> bucket. pretty fun. That's what they do. <laughs> and this tradition come about in 1970 after they started trying to obviously make Japan more westernised and tried to bring in the culture of the Western society. And they pr started promoting, of all things KFC, the Christmas spirit with their chicken. Yeah. So now over 4 million people in Japan go out and on Christmas morning they open, not presents, they open a bucket of the secret herbs and spices in the KFC chicken. Shows you how good that marketing is, right? <laughs> Hack number one, once again, uh, feast well but once, Christmas is a day and not a month. Hack number two, taming the buffet monster. This can apply to not just Christmas. This is what I was saying this episode every single other event you go to. When it's there, mate, the brain goes into reward mode. It just goes into, let's go, let's rip in. So I call it the buffet monster, which is why we've um, called it this in this hack because my brother and I have this joke, whenever we're on holiday, we go, oh, the buffet yeah. monster's coming <laughs> out because he and I are relentless. Yeah. It's like three breakfasts, you know? Well, I'm ashamed. My, my wife actually went up to uh, the Gold Coast and we went to the Marriott, which has got a pretty good free plug well, there. The, the, the fake saltwater pool. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. So we went there and, you know, the buffet, and they nearly told me to leave because I was eating so much. And this bloke said to my wife, your husband must have worms. He can't be that skinny and eat that much. I've never seen And you're like, well, excuse me, sir, 80% of the time I'm very good. This is my 20%, so I'm That's enjoying it, mate, you muppet. I'm ripping in, mate. But this is where we add value to your lives. We're going to get you to rip in smart, yes. not stupid. And this is the key. Skinny people, when they go to a buffet, scan first. So this is the hack. Scan it, then sit, okay? So number one, scan the buffet because skinny people are going to sit there and decide what they're going to eat before they go to the buffet. Whereas overweight people, it's been proven that they just go. 
They just rip in. So if you scan first, each second, what am I scanning for? The key here is, is that they know that the first two items that you put on your plate at a buffet will fill up two-thirds of your plate. Right. So what are you going to be attracted to? Oh, because you go to? hard on the first one and then, you, and then you start trying to pile the salad on top. That's and, right. Yeah. So by scanning, you make up your mind that you're going to eat certain foods. Right. Whereas when you haven't scanned, you go in there and you are subconsciously drawn to the foods which are higher in fat and higher in sugar and basically higher in energy because that's what our body wants, high-energy foods to survive. Okay. So you're drawn to these real high-energy foods, which cause what? The sugar roller coaster, the cravings, the overeating. So before you know it, you're onto your 10th plate of food because your hormones have gone out of control because you've picked the wrong foods to start with. So if you fail to scan the buffet first, you're going to eat, on average, science says, 31% more food than somebody that scans first. So whatever you do to save your waistline, scan first. Now, the foods you want to fill up on to start with are your protein and fibre-based foods. Okay, now we love Christmas. I love Christmas turkey. It's full of the amino acid tryptophan. It makes you feel great. It does, yeah. You know, then Good you've for got anxiety, the tryptophan. Great, great for so many great things. Seafood, come on. Why fill up on the crap stuff? I remember going, you know, to restaurants with me, dad, and he'd say, don't eat the bread. That's the crap stuff. Wait for the good stuff to come out. <laughs> and it's so true, isn't it? You know, that's what they try to do at some of these restaurants where it's an all-you-can-eat. You know, you go to these, you know, barbecue restaurants and you notice what they bring out first. They bring out the crappy stuff first. You know, the real cheap meats and the cheap crap and the bread and the dips and whatnot, hoping you're going to fill up. Yeah. What you want to do is save yourself. You play the, the good long stuff. game, don't play you? Play the long game. You know what you've done? You're hacking your wallet as well Let's on this one, aren't you? Like, get your money's worth. Hack the wallet, mate. <laughs> save yourself for the prawns. Save yourself for the expensive meats, the oysters and stuff like that. Wait for the good stuff. And you know what that's going to do? That protein is going to go to the right places and it's going to keep you fuller for longer. And that's what the key is here. So set yourself up by going for the good stuff. Salads, soups, those are good things to go for as well. Well, that's a really interesting point you just made there. Research showed that if you filled up on two foods before eating at a buffet, you actually ate 28% less food volume overall. Now, the reason is, it's basic science, is that these are volumizing foods because they're high in volume, so they fill you up, Mm. and low in calories. So that's the key. We know that it takes 20 minutes for the brain to be told that it's full from the stomach. Yep. So what these foods do is they quickly fill your stomach up and send that message quickly back to the brain. Oh, so okay. very interesting. And it takes a while to eat a salad and a soup. It slows it up. And yeah. particularly if you eat with your non-dominant hand, which we hacked in another episode, before you know it, you'll eat nothing. So the key here is really eat these two foods if you're really worried about your waistline or you can't control the buffet monster. Okay, so just to kind of put that together is scan it first and then eat second. Wait for the good food. Soups and salads are a great one to fill your stomach up up as well because whatever you're grabbing first on your plate or in a bowl is likely to be bigger portions because you're pretty excited at the buffet and then you're going to eat more of that. And if you can't control yourself, you know you can't control yourself and you don't want to be a Grinch and just rip into whatever you want, go for it. But grab a smaller plate. We know that you eat 90% of the food that's on your plate. So use some common sense and grab a dessert plate because people that eat off a dessert plate, Alex, eat on average over 30% less than people well, that have to. It's stand. tiny. It's tiny. <laughs> and most people are so bloody tired and, and gone into a food coma, they won't get up again and go do five rounds of the buffet. So make sure you use a smaller plate. That's another hack. And if you want, use your imagination. There was an amazing study done at the university where they got people before they actually ripped in to desserts and treats like M&Ms, they got them to visualise 
overeating a packet of M&M's. So just basically Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory having M&M's poured down their gob. They ended up eating over 20% less than people that failed to visualise overeating the M&M's. That's an amazing thing. The mind is so powerful and we all know that most of us eat through boredom or through anxiety or through mental, you know, conditioning when we aren't hungry. Excitement so, more excitement. than Excitement. Yeah. So tap into the mind and if you really, really are struggling to contain the buffet monster, visualise eating certain foods before you go to the buffet. I remember that Simpsons episode where there was a conveyor belt of donuts and he was sitting <laughs> with his mouth open and it just would keep feeding him into it. So I might try and picture that next time at the dessert area. And one last thing, Adam. Well, sit on it. Make sure that you're sitting down when you eat. It's all about... Eating hygiene, you know, it's about being in the right space, eating mindfully, taking your time to chew. We know that if you chew, you're going to eat less, you're going to digest the food better, you're going to get more nutrients out of it. But a lot of us swallow. I swallow now, I'll put my hand up because I've got two young kids, mate. I'm like a, a bloke in jail. I've got my arm over my food, and I'm just shoveling it. <laughs> and I'd run around now eating, and I've noticed it becomes non mindful. I don't even know I've eaten. I get there and go, wow, I just swallowed that food. What happened to it? Mm. But when I sit down and I celebrate eating, that is the key. And science has shown that you'll eat over 30% less food when you sit down and eat it rather than stand up. So much in that hack because (laughs) it's a big part of the Christmas day and any other event, the food, the long table, the buffet, everything lined up. So I'm going to break it down for you again. Within the hack of taming the buffet monster, you want to scan it first, eat second. Look at soups, salads and proteins. Fill up on the good stuff. Don't fill up on the crap. May as well get bang for your buck if you're paying for it as well. Smaller plates, visualising techniques. If you think about the M&Ms and eating 50 bucket loads, then when you go to buy one, it might just be a handful, especially if you grab it with your non-dominant hand. And finally, do all of this while sitting down. <laughs> Love it. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Hack number three, another one that I've named in this series. Uh, I'm calling them jingle jogs after you told me the best hack I've heard for Christmas Day and it involves how you go to bed the night before. It does and, you know, there's a bit of a hint there already about your joggers. So, look, it's very hard to get motivated at the best of times exercise and once again, I'm not here to be a Grinch. But movement is key. So most of us and won't even find a gym open, but you will find the best gym, which is your own body. So what I want you to actually do is move on Christmas Day because research has shown that people that exercise early in the morning on Christmas Day end up eating a lot less food. So they tame the buffet monster. They also have less cravings. They also drink less. They also move more throughout the day. So they're more likely to get out with the kids and play the backyard cricket, go out and have some fun riding the bike with their kids. And their bodies are much better at burning off the Christmas calories as well. Because what happens when you exercise, Alex, we all know now, is that our body becomes a fat-burning machine. And we now know from these podcasts that the smartest way to train is in short, sharp bursts. Just two minutes of high-intensity exercise on Christmas morning before you rip in will increase your insulin sensitivity by 28%. That means your body will be 28% more effective at burning them calories off. And guess what? You'll also end up continuing to burn fat for the rest of the day. So before you're into that buffet, drop down and give me 50 air squats, some push-ups, you know, and your relatives are going to think, oh, this guy's crazy. So there's two ticks there in itself. The relatives are going to stay away from you because they think you're mad and you're going to burn fat. But the key to finding the motivation, now this is the hack, go to bed the night before dressed in your workout gear and put your joggers right at your doorway so you trip over them. Yeah. Okay, because you're in the mode then, you can't get out of it. So that's the key. Get into your your workout suit so you're ready to go first thing in the morning. At night, I love it. Go to sleep in your active wear, wake up and go for jingle jogs. Or another one, if you're a weights person, jingle dumbbells. Jingle dumbbells, there you go. And if you can't motivate yourself to go for a pre-Christmas workout, 
after your big feast, go for a walk. Yeah. When you look at the blue zones where people live the longest throughout the world and the healthiest and the skinniest, they Walkers. always walk after they have a big meal. Mm. So whatever you do, I want you to sit while you eat your meal, but then I want you to get straight back up and go for a walk and move around. Go play with the kids and that helps with digestion. It also lowers the amount of fat in our bloodstream as well after a big meal. So just, just go for a nice little stroll, play some backyard cricket or just get up on your feet. Christmas Day is a great day for a stroll as well because there's zero traffic around. No one's <laughs> around. So it's like having a whole the whole world's your playground. The next hack, hack number four, skinny glasses equals skinny people. It certainly does, mate. And I love research and I know I'm a nerd, but yeah, <laughs> science doesn't lie. And that's the great thing. When we study human behaviour, I'm studying it all the time. It's amazing how we work as creatures. And something as simple as this hack now that I'm going to share with you, you wouldn't think it would be so effective, but... The glass that you drink alcohol out of this Christmas, Alex, should be a gift to yourself. It honestly should. So go and buy yourself a skinny, tall glass. Why? Because we will consume three times more alcohol when we drink out of a short, stumpy glass. So don't drink a glass that that you look like. Drink a glass that you want to look like. (laughs) Go for long and skinny. So research showed that people that drank out of a short, stumpy glass drank over 30% more alcohol than people that drank out of a skinny, tall glass, Alex. I hate it when someone gives you a schooner at a fancy place in a tall, skinny glass because you, you can't drink it as quickly and you don't enjoy it. So that really does prove the hack. It's a good idea if you're at a work event or even if you're you know with a bunch of mates watching the cricket, if you have a thinner glass, you're going to drink a lot slower, ergo, have less booze, less calories. But once again, you're tricking your brain to think you're consuming more when you're not. Talking about holding a glass, whatever you do, make sure you get getting your H2O into you as well. I know it's a simple, simple hack, but research has shown that people who are dehydrated will actually consume food and mistaken being dehydrated for actually being hungry. So this is key as well. A lot of the times you're actually eating when you're not hungry, but you're dehydrated instead. And another reason to hold, say, a glass of water at a function when you're with people is that by nature, we like to hold something in our hands. Mm. We feel like we're safe. It's like when you're a kid, a little kid holds a blankie, right? I swear it's probably still part of that that's ingrained in your head. It is, and it's like you had something in your hand that made you feel safe. So whether it was a club Mm. or whether it was something else. But in your social environment... Did you say club? A club to whack someone over the head, they come at you. (laughs) So this is the difference. Oh, you're talking about like the caveman. the caveman years. It's inherently... I was like, like, what kind of a kid were you walking (laughs) with a baseball bat? I was like, did your mum know that you were doing this? Well, we feel most comfortable when we have something in our hands. (laughs) Right, In a social environment. And this would be from our survival mechanisms back in the the old days. But the key there is putting a glass of water in your hands and you're going to be less likely also then to grab an appetizer when it comes around because you've already got something in your hands. So that's Uh, a hack in itself as well. Well played. Okay, so the hack there is skinny glasses equals skinny people. Go out and buy yourself some tall, thin glasses. The final hack for this episode of Hacking Christmas Day Keep it tight. Wrap yourself like a present. <laughs> this hack could be dangerous for a lot of people's eyes because, you know, imagine seeing your granddad or, you know, one of your aunties turn up to Christmas in tight-fitting clothes. Maybe is isn't the visual we want. But if you're really trying to hack your waistline, turn up to Christmas dinner. Yes, that's right. Like Alex said, wrap tight like a Christmas present. Wear tight-fitting clothes or your belt a few notches a bit tighter. Yeah. The belt's a great hack. So what we want to do is Turn up with tight-fitting clothes because what is going to happen is when your food is starting to be digested, there's obviously going to be some bloating and some digestive processes which will then force some pressure onto the stomach area and that will tell you to stop eating before you overeat. So wearing tight-fitting clothes is really an alarm bell on several fronts. One, you don't want the buttons to burst off your shirt. But secondly, it obviously tells you that you are full and it tells you to stop eating when you should. Here are the hacks that we've told you today. Enjoy it. Feast well but only once. Christmas is a day and not a month. Hack number two, (laughs) tame the button 
buffet monster by doing the following things. Scan first, eat second. Adam says soup, salad, and protein's the key. Smaller plates will allow you to eat less food because statistically, you just can't fit enough on that plate, so you're going to eat less. Visualizing techniques, like you're saying, Adam, picture yourself eating chocolate, mounds of it before you actually go and eat it, right? That's right. (laughs) And then sit, don't stand. Take the time be more European and sit down and have a celebration and enjoy lunch. Hack number three, jingle jogs, jingle dumbbells. The way to do this is go to sleep in your active wear the night before, get up and go for a quick exercise and that way you'll set you up for the day to live healthy and want to make smart choices. Hack number four, skinny glasses equals skinny people. Buy yourself tall, thin glasses and drink out of them. And hack number five, keep it tight, wrap yourself like a present because when you start eating too much food, you'll feel that shirt start. <laughs> stretch, right? I love it. Adam, thanks so much again for another great episode of The Health Hacker. I think we've officially just figured out Christmas Day. We have. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and also on the Podcast One app. Leave us your reviews and ask Adam a question, anything you like on what you want to talk about in the future. Leave us reviews for the show. Any questions, Adam will also send you a pack if we read your question on the show. So make sure you download the full episodes of podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall is recorded in the studios of Podcast One. Produced by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Nick Slater. Executive producer is Jamie Show. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app.